strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. And thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with the show, as always. Frequent topic on the show is about schools. There is a program. If you want to go over to KTAR.com, you can read this story. I think it's exceptional. What an exceptional idea. How many times have I said that Arizona and our school system is doing something exceptional? Well, let me tell you what they are doing. Arizona adults age 21 years or older are eligible to finish high school online for free through a graduation alliance, according to a press release. Funded by the 55th Arizona State Legislature, the Arizona Workforce Diploma Program will give students a high school diploma upon graduation. I'm going to read one more quote. The Arizona Workforce Diploma Program pairs time and place flexibility with personalized support to give adult students everything they need to finally earn their high school credentials at no cost to them. That's Graduation Alliance CEO Ron Klausner said in a press release. I think this is a fantastic idea. If we want educated children, having educated parents matter. You want parents that feel comfortable and are able to help. Can you imagine? And We've talked with people that are illiterate at an adult, you know, in their adult life and they are embarrassed by it. And I would say to them, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. You should do something about it. And often it's the education of their children that makes them and motivates them to want to become literate and want them to have a high school diploma. A parent wants their child to do better. Most parents want their children to fare better than they did. And realizing in an older age, I am a prime example of this, realizing in an older age how important an education is. A basic education of being able to educate yourself later. I know that sounds silly, but think about it. Learning to read and really grasping how to read. Uh, Being able to retain and comprehend what you're reading. Being able to turn what you've read into a thought that you can express. Being able to uh, learn something new because you can read and put together those words on a page and you feel confident in it. I know that sounds very basic and it is. But for someone myself that did not take any kind of education seriously until I found my way in the trades, and in a span of six years, I went from being knowing nothing about being an electrician to being the manager of a company in six years. Now, it was only because I had the basic education and the ability to learn later. You are destined for failure in most cases if you are not able to learn. Now imagine what this does and how it empowers young people. Now they've got the high school diploma, and there are many programs out there that require an equivalency or a diploma in order to go into an apprenticeship program. Now you can go into that apprenticeship program. But more than that, now you can feel confident, especially with your young children, and being able to help them read. You've got to, you've done something. You've accomplished something. And that the expectation that your children can and will do it too. I think this is a fantastic idea, and I don't think I'm overstating it. For everyone out there that did what I did and was kind of a goofball in school, didn't apply themselves, didn't really really think it was important and necessary to learn, you know, whether it was geometry or trigonometry or algebra, you didn't know when you'd ever use it again. You didn't pay attention if you went at all. And then you just wanted to work and grow up. And now you find yourself later thinking, man, I kind of screwed up there. There's no going back, I guess, but I kind of screwed up. Well, now you can go back. You can get that diploma. You can do it in privacy. You can do it online. Now, as long as this is truly going to get you credentialed where they make sure that you have the skill set to get a diploma and this isn't just a walkover and a piece of paper, this is a fantastic idea. 
this is going to allow people a second chance at that basic, basic education. It's a great idea, and I'm glad that they are doing it. The Chandler Unified School District takes new steps on student mental health. The board approved contracts with three firms to provide mental health services for students. They will also provide support to the district's mental health professionals and parents in the Chandler Unified School District. Um, there are still some unknowns. Traditionally, when the district approves a contract, there's a maximum cost included, but not in this case. So they're looking at the seriousness of the mental health and emotional damage being done by separation that happened from COVID-19. I think it's a great thing to do, helping with emotional well-being and mental well-being as we try to get students caught up in their education. I don't think that it's it's a bad thing at all. Um, we've been talking about this affirmative action um, and what's happening at the Supreme Court level and what might happen. And I will I, I, I'm hoping that this is something that brings the country together and not further divides it. It seems like we're so divided on everything. But having a reasonable conversation about why this would be necessary to end or necessary to keep should be a national conversation. We want everyone to have an opportunity, at least I do, and I think the vast majority of us think everyone should have an equal opportunity at success. That doesn't mean we're going to have equal outcomes, but we should have equal opportunity. Did at one time affirmative action provide opportunities that otherwise wouldn't be there for students of color, non-white students? And the answer is absolutely. We know that to be true. We know that's true. But have we come to a place now where it's doing more dividing and damage than it is helping and unifying? And that's the question that we should be wrestling with as a country. But the Supreme Court is going to talk about the constitutionality of it, and it's a good time to talk about that. Are you allowed in any circumstance to use race as a, as a tool to decide whether or not someone gets an upper hand in anything, whether it's a job or whether it's schooling? And I'm anxious to see how they rule. But going back to the basics here in Arizona, and um, I had the privilege of going to the state legislature and the education committee in the House and speaking on behalf of a bill that I believed in. And so I was able to do a request to speak, and I was able to address the committee. And what was really cool about the experience, because I'd never done anything like that before, what was cool about the experience was being able to listen to all of the ideas that were on the table before I got to speak about this particular bill, as all the other bills were being questioned and were being presented and being discussed. And I thought, man, there are a lot of people on both sides of the political aisle that are laser focused on doing what we can to improve education in the state of Arizona. And I was really happy to see that. Whether these were ideas I would agree with or I, I wouldn't agree with, there was a civil and reasonable conversation going on in that room about all of these ideas. And I saw people laser focused on trying to approve, improve the outcomes for our students. This one, with adults going back and getting that sense of accomplishment and being able to go back and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm done with whatever it was that held me back. Now it's time for me to move forward and excel. And I think this is terrific. I really think that this is a great idea, and I hope it is immensely successful. Not charging people. There's no charge for people. I think it's fantastic. It's, it's a great idea. Coming up in a moment. We are going to talk about immigration, two stories, but does does do migrants to this country that are crossing our border, do they believe the Biden administration is fixing immigration in America? We'll give you the answer to what they're saying in just a moment.
strong values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. My absolute favorite band as a young teenager. By far the best, Van Halen. Absolutely. And when David Lee Roth left the band, I cried. I'm not kidding. I was like 18 years old. And I saw him in concert solo three times. That's how much I love that band. Anyway, enough of my reminiscing. We have got to talk about border issues. There was a confrontation at the border we're going to get to in a moment. But there was an interesting story that was done by the Daily Caller News Foundation. Um, and it says, we asked migrants if they believe that the Biden administration is fixing immigration. Here's what they had to say. Um, this was in Guatemala. Migrants don't believe the U.S. is solving the immigration issue or addressing any of the root causes, leading them to flee their countries, they told the Daily Caller. Um, now, a lot of people would say, and I, I think uh, even this would be something to be unifying on both sides of the aisle, is why are we concerned that migrants and what they believe about our immigration system? And I would say to you that it depends on um, what you're asking. Because we know that people believe that the open borders are there for people to take advantage of um, and that the president and the vice president are actually inviting people into the country, even though they're saying don't. All of our policies are saying yes, do. But it's interesting to see what other countries believe about our immigration system. I just think it's interesting. Um, the U.S. Uh, in Guatemala, many of whom are from Venezuela and Colombia, told the Daily Caller News Foundation that any talk from the U.S. that it's fixing the problem in their country is a lie. And if things were better at home, they wouldn't be coming. They said, no, in reality, everything is political and politics doesn't solve anything. Everything is a smoke bomb. It's a lie. It's an illusion. In Venezuela right now, when we need what we need is help, help that we don't get. And so what we are doing now, we're not going to do it because we want to. We're not doing it out of uh, fun. It's because we need it. One migrant from Venezuela told the Daily Caller when speaking about the U.S. effort to solve the issues in their home countries. Um, diplomacy matters. I'm not someone that's an isolationist, but I'm also not someone. I'm not a neocon. I don't think we should be. We should be fighting wars all over. We're not the world's police force. I, all of those things. We've learned a lot of lessons since we went into Afghanistan and Iraq and what it cost us in lives and what it cost us in dollars. So I, I believe that we have to have a strong military. I think we have to help and aid our allies, I believe in all of that, but we are not the world's police force. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a bit of diplomacy that always plays in and should be um, something we look at. A strong and healthy, vibrant, profitable Mexico is great for America and for Canada. With the USMCA being negotiated, having um, the uprising of the cartels in that country should scare all Americans. It should scare everybody because of our economic ties. The state of Arizona, our number one trade partner, are the people of Mexico. And so we understand having a strong economy in Mexico bodes well for the U.S. We also understand that a lot of these other countries that people are fleeing do have economies that are being destroyed. If we were able to do something here – with a guest worker program and otherwise, I think we could help solve a lot of those economic problems in those countries. Sending troops is not what we're talking about, or at least that's not what I'm talking about. There was also this Border Patrol agents and some of the migrants from Venezuela became violent at the southern border. There was a there was a confrontation. This is a report, Jim Ryan from ABC News, on what happened. 
Independent Mexican TV station XHIJ44 has aired video of Honduran and Venezuelan protesters crossing onto the U.S. side of the border at just after noon on Monday. Customs and Border Protection officials say personnel responded with crowd control measures that included, quote, the less lethal force pepper ball launching system. In a statement, the Mexican government said it's requested more details about the confrontation and reiterated what it calls the need to maintain protocols to guarantee the dignity and integrity of all people at the border. You know, uh, when you say the dignity and integrity of all people at the border, does that include the people on the U.S. side? Does that include border protection agents? Because we don't want to see violent confrontations when you're outnumbered. When you are telling people they cannot come in, law enforcement has to be able to do its job. Do I want to see armed confrontations at the border? Absolutely not. But what we have to start doing is sending a clear message. It's very strange of what's happening with Venezuela right now that the White House has actually made an emphatic statement to Venezuelan refugees or, or, or migrants and told them you will be turned around and sent back immediately. You will not be given an asylum hearing. So we've seen a dramatic drop in, in Venezuelan um, immigrants. So what they're doing is they're staying in other countries like Guatemala. So these now you've got Guatemala saying the U.S.'s border problems have become our border problems, that we want help deporting people from our country to make sure they're going back to Venezuela. You're not sending any help our way, so what are we supposed to do? And if you remember, just as a reminder, because most of you had do remember, it is our vice president who was charged with fixing this problem. And what countries did she say she was going to go to in order to make sure that they reconcile the problems, not just at our border, but the immigration problems altogether? If I'm not wrong, Guatemala was one of those nations. You've got the government of Guatemala speaking up loudly and clearly and saying you aren't doing anything. Not only is this administration not doing anything at our border, this administration is not doing anything anywhere in the region like they said they were going to. This is a huge crisis, and the problem is the economy is the number one issue for people, as it should be. We are not paying attention to this border issue. We're going to have a conversation about 40 minutes from right now with um, – Karen Taylor Robeson, who is, a, who is a yes on 308. And I'm interested to have that conversation and why the former candidate for governor has spoken out on this particular issue uh, so emphatically. But I also want to – I think it's a valid question to ask. Why are we putting Band-Aids on the problem when we're creating an even bigger problem? The next generation of dreamers that we are creating with what's happening at our border right now is where the real crisis is going to come from because we have not resolved what to do with the dreamers right now, and we've created a brand new generation just with the what 2.7 million encounters at the border last year not including gotaways we've got a big issue on our hands and it's getting bigger every single day with absolutely no effort in sight from the administration to fix it and that's where the issue lies we're going to talk about censorship because government officials, do they have access to social media platforms to flag stories that they want to say are fake or need to be censored? We're going to talk about the new data coming up in just a moment. and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. 
Tony, thanks so much for being here. I want to remind you during King LASIK season of savings, LASIK both eyes is now just $3,500. That's a $2,000 savings. With that savings and 0% financing for 24 months on approved credit, LASIK with Dr. King is only $146 a month. Go to kinglasik.com slash Arizona for complete details. All right, government officials have special portal to flag Facebook posts for censorship. This is something, let me explain why I think this is scary, if this is, uh, how true this is, how deep this goes. I'm just going to read a little bit from the Daily Call. The Department of Homeland Security has left open a special feature that allows government officials to flag Facebook posts for misinformation after scrapping a controversial advisory board tasked with developing guidelines for social media censorship, The Intercept reported Monday. So the idea of misinformation and how we have to stop it and we only need people to hear the truth because when they hear the lies, it can be what? What's the word? Dangerous. It's always that it's dangerous. It's a threat to democracy. It's a threat to public health. People are dying. People are going to die. People are going to kill each other. It's motivating people to violence. All of these scare tactics to quell speech. The press, the media and the press in America have an expressed right to the freedom of speech. We are entitled to question our government. Without repercussion. The people of the United States are guaranteed their right to assemble. They, are, uh, they are, have a right to address grievances. They have a, a right to um, freedom of speech under the First Amendment. When you start doing this, and there are many people that are going to agree with it, and they're going to agree with it now. I want to paint a scenario for you. Let me paint a scenario. Um, in the midterm elections, there is a fair chance that the Republicans could win the Senate. It's still a toss-up. We don't know who's going to win control of the Senate. It may stay 50-50, but it also might be Republican-controlled. It is a more than fair chance. It is a very good chance that the Republicans will take over the House of Representatives, and there will be gridlock in D.C. over the next two years. Then we are going to see a race for president where we think the prime candidates for the White House from the Republican side may be Donald Trump. It may be Governor DeSantis. It may be Governor Abbott from Texas. It might be Ted Cruz again or any other number of people on the right side of the aisle. So for everyone out there that wants the federal button pushers to be able to censor something because they deem it to be misinformation and you think it's a good idea under this administration, it will become your worst nightmare under a Trump administration. Why do you think with everything that's going on, I find it fascinating that all of a sudden Elon Musk and taking over Twitter has become a threat. There is actually someone out there, an MSNBC guest, that said he is going to look into the citizenship of Elon Musk to see if he lied on his citizenship paperwork. This is a guy who came up with the electric cars and Tesla and took that to the next level. He's made us leaders in space exploration all over again. And now all of a sudden he is public enemy number one because he owns a social media platform. That is weird to me. How does social media have so much power and why are people that are in charge of that power or are, are subject to that power so worried? Why are you worried about this guy taking over Twitter? I, I, for the life of me, don't understand it. Is there truth that there has been a connection between social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook and the federal government to tell you what the truth is? The government has no business telling you what the truth is. That is why the media, that is why journalism, that is why news 
has such protections against repercussions from the government because they have an obligation to not choose sides so much, but to be able to tell the truth. If Twitter wants to flag something as inappropriate on a private platform, they have the right to. If Facebook says we don't want your content on our platform, they have a right to. It doesn't mean that it's the right thing. But now when you have the influence of the federal government that is choosing what that is, that's a different story. That is a completely different story. If you have a portal where the federal government can go in and flag Facebook posts, that's scary. That's state-run media, which is something we are never supposed to be in this country. Now, if you choose as a platform to be one side of the aisle or the other, you know, you got to live with it. They're a private industry. They can do whatever they want. But when you're working in collusion with the government, or if you are, I should say if you are, that's a different story. We already know that Facebook admitted that under the advice and whether whether you call it pressure, maybe that's too strong of a word, but under the advice of the federal government, the FBI, they pushed down stories about Hunter Biden and his laptop because they said it looks like Russian misinformation. And they admitted over at Meta that they made a mistake and they should not have done that. Now these reports are saying there is actually a portal for them to be able to do it. So they've gotten rid of the misinformation panel as a, an official body in the federal government. But if this is true, where people are gathering their news, they're not, I don't know that they're having a direct influence in network television or, or um, print or, or you know, on websites. But this is pretty interesting because young people in America get their news from Twitter. I don't use social media for anything but communication. On Twitter, I have conversations with people I would never meet. We have very short conversations because of limits on characters, which I actually think is challenging to convey a thought, and I kind of like it. I don't even mind the vitriol on Twitter, but I don't use Twitter for news. I certainly don't use Facebook for news. But there is a younger generation than us that does use uh, platforms like Snapchat and platforms like Twitter and other platforms for news gathering, and that's where they get it. So if they're being manipulated by the people that own the platforms, that's one thing if they're dumb enough to be manipulated by it. But if the government is manipulating the platforms, what does that say? This is something that the nation should be watching. If it's true, it should be stopped. It should be stopped. And maybe that's why, maybe that's why they are fearful of Elon Musk taking over Twitter where that influence will no longer exist. And that's why you see so many people freaking out and saying we're leaving the platform and he should be forced to sell it and he shouldn't be here and let's revoke his citizenship. I mean, all the things he's accomplished in his life, this is going to take him down. It's fascinating. It really is fascinating. Um, In a moment – uh, I don't know if I can get behind this protest, if this is something I finally can get behind when it comes to a protest, so to speak, or if this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. We're going to talk about what it is. Please stick around. It is hilariously funny that someone is wasting their time with it, but it might be something I could get behind. It's coming up here in just one moment. and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. 
Um, coming up just after 10 o'clock, so about 15 minutes from right now, we talked to Karen Taylor Ropes and about her support for Prop 308. Uh, Prop 308 would provide in-state tuition for the Dreamers. So we're going to have a conversation with her about her support for that bill, or that prop. Why did she come out in, uh, in support of it so strongly and what led her to that decision? Um, that and then at the bottom of the hour, we are going to speak with um, with a great guest, uh, Byron Donalds, who was from Southwest Florida. He's a rep there, big name in the Republican Party and is out in Arizona in support of Carrie Lake. We're going to talk to him about that support, get an update on uh, the hurricane damage. It was done by Hurricane Ian in Southwest Florida. So all that's coming up in the next hour of the show. Um, finally, a protest that I might actually be able to get behind. I, I, I'm wavering between I love this idea um, or I think this is the dumbest protest and you need to get a life thing I've ever heard of. Uh, a man of average height poses next to a truck he thinks should be illegal. So uh, Tyler Newcomb, who identifies as he, him, um, an advocate for safe streets, um, got a picture of himself next to a jacked up Ford truck uh, giving the finger because the truck is taller than he is. Now, see, I, I can relate to that. You can, you know, I, I'm vertically challenged, and, and I will tell you that I, I'm sick and tired of being the shortest person in pictures, and I think that we should make everybody that's taller than average should have to wear something or get on their knees for pictures so that they're not as tall. Um, and I think that, you know, again, you feel you're just intimidated by these big trucks. What's absolutely hilarious about this, and I mean this in all sincerity, is uh, this guy's obviously never been to Florida. Everybody's truck is jacked up in Florida, and this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He believes they're dangerous because you can't see. Like, you can't see things in front of you. Well, yes, you Never mind. I, this is this is somebody that has now found a cause, and you know what's going to happen in the world we live in. This guy is going to become Facebook famous. This guy is going to become social media famous. This will be the next level of what we have to do in this society. Vehicles that are too big, that are taking up too much space, they are using too much fuel, they are a nuisance, and of course, in this case, once again, they label them as dangerous. So they're dangerous. So we have to get rid of them. Are we are we at all getting tired of the danger moniker? Everything is dangerous. Your speech is dangerous. You're a threat through democracy. Our democracy is in peril with these people having a voice. Are anybody getting tired of that yet? Is there anybody out there that is getting tired of hearing this? You're not just wrong. I, I'm saying it happens to me all the time. I'm not just wrong. I'm an extremist, and extremists are dangerous. If you don't want to wear a mask, if you don't want to get the injection, if you don't want to get vaccinated or double boosted, you are not only a bad person. You're dangerous. People are going to die because of your inaction. This is the narrative with everything in our society. If you're a gun owner. You know, you someone could some kid could break into your house and get a hold of your guns. I live alone, but I've got to lock up my guns because somebody might break in my house and get a hand, get in their hands on my guns. And then, well, I do lock up my guns because I don't want them stolen, not because I'm dangerous. Firearm owners are dangerous because someone's you know what? You're not going to be able to defend yourself with that firearm. Someone's actually going to take that firearm from you and they're going to kill you with it. Guns are dangerous. Now big trucks are dangerous. Now jacked up big four-wheel drive trucks are dangerous, and we need to get rid of them. It is absolutely the dumbest thing I've ever heard of, but it's getting news. I printed it out because I laughed. I thought this has got to be an April Fool's joke, but it's Halloween. Which is it? It's November 1st. It's not April 1st. Um, 
uh, we've been assured that you can't see anything in front of you like an entire Prius that just disappears from view. They're dangerous vehicles, so he wants them made illegal. And he's an activist, and he actually is going to try to do that. I think it's something that we should watch because you know as well as I do, all it takes is a clever idea like this, and all of a sudden you're the face of a movement. Um, Was it David Hogg? Is that his name? The kid from the high school, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida that was on a quest and said, we're going to start a revolution and we're going to change the world and we're going to do all of these other things, and then he disappeared. And then when uh, Mike Lindell came out in support of Donald Trump, he was going to start a company that rivaled my pillow that lasted about two weeks. It's like... Like a little kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? And when you realize to be that, you know, it takes really hard work. If you're going to start a business, it takes a lot of hard work. Now, he'd rather be a Twitter hero. So the business idea went out the window. Everybody gets their 15 minutes of fame. Everybody gets to criticize and call somebody else dangerous. It's it just, um, it's amazing to me. So I just thought I'd bring it out. Um, what we're going to do coming up is have a conversation about Prop 308. We're going to have Karen Taylor Robeson is going to join us. And it should be an interesting conversation because not only did she come out in support of 308, she made a video in support of 308. And why this late in the game, what changed her mind or convinced her that this was the right thing to do. So we'll have that conversation with her about 308 because I think it's an important topic. And the one question I want to ask her, and I think it's a good one, is isn't this just another band-aid? on a much bigger problem because we this problem does this this bill if passed if this proposition passed I keep calling it a bill if this proposition passes it's not going to solve the dreamers problems uh, so why are we doing something that is just a band-aid on an issue isn't it a reasonable question to ask why just put a band-aid on it why not figure out a way to solve the entire problem to me that's going to go much further at solving what's going on and I think that's going to be the great question I ask her and I'm looking forward to hearing what her answer has been a long time since we've talked to her it's been since the primary uh, election so we're going to ask her about her stance has it changed and if it has changed why it's changed all that's coming up here about Prop 308 coming up in just a few moments.